In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, I am going to give you my updated mock lottery. We are two days away from the 2023 NBA Draft. It's my favorite holiday, my favorite day of the year. And like I said, in this episode, I'll give you my mock lottery along with some draft intel that I've heard as I've been kind of bumping around the official NBA, NBA Draft Hotel. Stay tuned. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. I am live in New York City. I am in a studio right now. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably wondering, where is he at? Well, I am in a studio. I just finished recording for the morning after. It was something that just kind of randomly took place. I responded to a message that I got earlier in the day. I replied at 3 a.m. and then they told me that they had a studio. It was close by, so I walked a couple blocks and I am here. So it's perfect because I brought my wife and my son and my niece with me. And imagine trying to record a podcast in a hotel room with an 11-month-old baby. Very, very difficult. So this worked out perfect. All right, let's talk about... NBA draft again two days away I have like I said I went to the official NBA hotel yesterday and just within like five minutes I was able to just bump into different people here different things that is, is going on had a parent reach out to me that I never met and they told me that they listened to the locked on NBA big board podcast and they read the newsletter and then we just kind of talked about their son. So, I mean, it's been a cool experience. This is my first NBA draft. So, um, definitely wanted to make it a memorable one and got my son with me. And yes, all right, let's, let's get into it. Enough about me. All right, I got some breaking news for you. With the first overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs are going to select Victor Wimbayama. Of course, that's not breaking news. Victor was going to be the first pick in the draft. Or we've considered him the first pick in the NBA draft the last few years. And on Thursday night, it finally is official. There's been people outside the, the NBA hotel with Victor Wimbayama Spurs jerseys on and, and just waiting for an opportunity to see him so he can sign basketball. So, I mean, Wimbayama mania is definitely here in New York. And I just heard a little buzz that he will be throwing out the opening pitch at tonight's Yankees game. I got my tickets to the game, so looking forward to that. All right, at number two, this is where the draft starts. Right now, I still think Charlotte is going to select Brandon Miller. I know they had a workout with Scoot and Brandon Miller. I don't know if they went head-to-head, but I know they both worked out in Charlotte in front of Michael Jordan, which is weird. Like, Michael Jordan just sold the team. I guess it's he's still involved. I don't know how involved he is as far as, like, the decision-making. But Brandon Miller and Scoot had a workout for Charlotte. And this pick has such an impact, I think, on the rest of the lottery because Charlotte could possibly trade it. I think they'll keep it. But if they end up trading the pick, I mean, I've heard Zion's name floated around. I've heard Brandon Miller. I think they keep it. But it impacts Portland in a sense, and I'll get to that in a second. But I just think Brandon Miller is the guy for Charlotte. Um, 
again, we're talking about a guy that averaged 18.8 points per game, eight rebounds, shot 38% from three, led Alabama to a 31-6 record, and they were the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Had a definitely, definitely had a disappointing end to his season, but 6-9, 18 points, eight rebounds, 38% from three on a high volume of attempts per game. Just don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. All right, at number three is the Portland Trailblazers. And right now I have Portland selecting Scoot Henderson. I do not think he'll end up in Portland if he is selected there at number three. I've heard that Toronto and Portland are, are talking. I don't know if it happens because I think Shaden Sharp is going to be the, the deal breaker for Portland. But I can't see a situation where where Dame and Ant Simons and Scoot Henderson all go to camp together. But, I mean, I actually like the Siakam trade for Portland. I really do. I know a lot of people aren't as high on Siakam for whatever reasons. I mean, he's an all-NBA player, two-time all-NBA player. He's a scorer. He gives Portland wing help and scoring. And on one hand, he, he is known. Like, it is known what he can do. And right now, for Portland, it's really unknown what school or any rookie can do. So if I'm Portland, I would definitely entertain that as far as giving up shade and sharp. I don't know, but I think Portland could be in a situation where Dame wants to win now. He really wants to win now. And Portland may have to sacrifice their long-term future for short-term success just to keep Damian Lillard. But then I've also heard that if Portland can't swing a deal, then there's a chance that a team like Miami feels like they can get Dame, and I don't like Miami's assets. But I'm also speaking from a Blazers fan. All right, at number four, it sounds like Houston is pretty much set on Amon Thompson, and I, I totally understand why they would like Amon Thompson. He's 6'7", 200, freak, freak, freakishly athletic, probably going to be the best athlete in the NBA, if not at least top five best athletes in the NBA as soon as he steps on the floor. But... And I've said it before, that if Houston is going to bring back James Harden, I don't think Amon Thompson is the best fit. I would go with Cam Whitmore, but now I'm starting to hear some rumors that Cam Whitmore could be falling a little bit. I, I have my take on that, but I think Houston is going to select Amon Thompson at number four. But there's concerns. 23% from deep and 64% from the foul line. I'm a believer in if, if a guy's going to be like my primary ball handler, he has to be an excellent free throw shooter because at the end of games and close games, he's the guy that you're going to outlet the ball to and he's the guy that teams are going to foul. And I have my concerns about a guy that is a poor foul shooter. But Amin Thompson is going to go number four. At number five, I'm Detroit. I will select Cam Whitmore. However, there are some rumors that Cam is falling. Detroit may be looking to move out of, this, of the five spot that Detroit likes Jairus Walker, which would add just a crazy amount of, like, roster imbalance for the Pistons. I feel like their entire team is, like, fours and fives. And then point guards with Boyan as the only wing or whatever. But I, I like Cam Whitmore. I think Detroit is, is a perfect fit for Cam. And, and I think that Cam is someone that can help them. He's only 18 years old, NBA-ready body, gifted athlete, can score off the dribble, knock down open shots. Detroit, do not overthink it. All right, at number six, it is the Orlando Magic, and I have Orlando selecting Amon Thompson's brother, Asura Thompson, 
And I think that would be an absolutely horrible fit. But Orlando is going to take probably who they believe is the best player available. The problem is Orlando only shot 34% from three as a team. They ranked 24th in the league and were near the bottom in three-point attempts per game. Asore Thompson does not help their shooting, but he's a big point guard. He has the tools to be a phenomenal defender, and he is one of the higher upside prospects in the draft. But the shooting is a concern. Only shot 30% on jump shots, not three, 30% on jump shots. But I think that's the direction Orlando will go. At number seven is the Indiana Pacers, and I have Indiana selecting Jairus Walker. But there are rumors that Indiana really likes Taylor Hendricks, and Jairus Walker is someone that, I mean, I think he's just a Swiss army knife. He can rebound, he can defend, he can pass. Believe it or not, even though the numbers don't necessarily scream out on you, he shot 41% on unguarded catch-and-shoot jumpers this season. I think there is some upside as a shooter for him. The problem is the free throw percentage is in the 60s, so he's somewhere in between that. But Indiana is a team that I hear is, is expected to be pretty active on draft night. They have four of the first 32 picks. I can't see them bringing all those guys into training camp. And I don't know. I'm getting conflicting reports that Indiana is going all in on young guys, but then I'm hearing that they may make some trades to try to win now. So Indiana's in a very interesting situation. All right, when we return, I'll round out the top 10, but I want to talk to you about BetterHelp. I know it's very easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you, and you never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself, but when you spend all your time giving, it could definitely leave you feeling stretched and thin and burned out, and therapy can help give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. That is betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. If you use LockedOnNBA, that redeem code today, you'll get 10% off of your first month. That is better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked On NBA. Locked On's NBA Mock Draft Special, it is here and it is bigger than ever. You can follow the entire first round in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience that only Locked On can deliver. I played a role in it, a key role. I filmed all the episodes and I gave my analysis on each of the picks and the trades that my Locked On partners made. It is definitely worth your time. All the episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board, on the YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, we left off at number seven. And at number eight, I have the Washington Wizards selected Anthony Black. Anthony Black is one of the best fits for the Wizards simply because the Wizards rank near the bottom of the NBA in drives per game, paint touches, fast break points, and uncontested three-pointers. And that's where Anthony Black can come in and help. He is a downhill attacker. And his greatest strengths are his versatility, his unselfishness. He's a big guard at 6'7", 200. And with the Bradley Bill trade to Phoenix, Washington is now in total rebuild mode. I'm curious to see what happens with Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Porzingis. But Anthony Black is the point guard of the future for the Washington Wizards. And... Anthony Black is the point guard that I think Bradley Bill needed 
when Bill was there. Although there are some concerns about blacks outside shooting because he only shot 21% on contested catch and shoot jumpers and he only shot 32% on jump shots overall. But I think Anthony Black has the IQ and defensive versatility and I think that's a good starting point for Washington in their rebuild. All right, at number nine, I have the Utah Jazz selecting Bilal Koulibaly. Bilal is the fastest riser in this draft. 6'8", 195, reported 7'2", wingspan. And I heard last night that he could even go higher than nine. I don't know what team, but I heard from a very, very, very reliable source that he could go higher than number nine. So I'm interested to see where that happens. But Bilal is... The fastest riser, like I said, I feel like I've been talking about him every single episode because a lot of people just are wondering where this guy came from. And I'm going to just give you a few stats about Bilal Koulibaly. He made 74% of his shots as a cutter. He's a good off-the-ball cutter. Shot 68% at the rim. Although he didn't shoot it great from three, it was like 33%. But he was 37% on catch-and-shoot jumpers. And he made 45% on uncontested catch-and-shoot jumpers. So he was able to knock down open shots. Now, there are some concerns. He really struggles off the dribble and was only 1 for 14 on jumpers off the dribble. All right. At number 10, I have the Dallas Mavericks selecting Derek Lively. And I know there's a lot of people that are wondering, why would you select Derek Lively over Taylor Hendricks? I am a Derek Lively believer. I think he would be perfect for Dallas. 7-1. He's up to 235 now is what I'm hearing. And he's had some really, really impressive workouts. And Dallas is looking for interior defense. They're looking for a wing defender also. But if Dallas can't make a deal for someone that can, you know, a a veteran, I, I would definitely go with Lively. I think Lively just makes the most sense. But let me give you some numbers. Dallas was last in the NBA in total rebound percentages. They had 141 fewer rebounds than the team that was ranked 29th. And they were in the 20th percentile on points per shot defensive efficiency at the rim. Dallas really struggles protecting the paint and getting rebounds. Dwight Powell was their starting center. He averaged four rebounds per game. Luka led the team in rebounds. Kyrie Urban was second in the team in rebounds at 5.5 rebounds per game lively will come in and help on the boards and i think that he is going to develop into a pick and pop three-point shooter not specialist but i think he's going to be a reliable shooter because he showed flashes of touch all right at number 11 i have the orlando magic selecting grady dick and orlando needs shooting like i mentioned earlier i don't like the sore thompson fit as far as the shooting but they made up for it, in, in my opinion, if the draft goes away, I think it would go with Grady Dick at number 11. Grady Dick shot 38% on catch-and-shoot jumpers, and he shot 46% on jumpers off the dribble. Again, Orlando was ranked near the bottom of the league in shooting, and Grady Dick could come in and help. But I think Orlando is a team that is probably going to kick the tires and see if they could possibly move up to select Scoot Henderson. I don't know what the package would be. But I wouldn't be surprised if Orlando trades because bringing in two lottery picks, I don't know if they, one, have the available minutes, and, and two, I just think they need to consolidate. All right, at number 12, I have Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Taylor Hendricks. And the Thunder are, are stockpiling young talent. 
and adding another rim protecting floor spacer and Hendricks would give OKC one of the more talented, although a thin, a really thin front court with Chet Holmgren, but Hendricks averaged 15.7 boards, 1.7 blocks, and he shot 39% from three. He can defend all over the floor, averaged 2.6 stocks, that is steals and blocks per game. And I understand why there is a lot of interest in him where he can possibly go as high as number six, but I have him going to the Thunder at number 12 and people think it is crazy. All right, when we return, I'll round out the last two picks of this lottery and then I'll just add a little bit of intel for you. But let's talk about Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. Grocery, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it? You can get cash back with Ibotta. Are you watching your closet grow after each purchase? How about watching your cash grow back with each purchase with Ibotta? We're always throwing money at something, whether it's kids' school supplies, a new house project, and the list goes on. And it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. And that is why you gotta choose Ibotta. You can get cash back on every shopping trip and Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. All you got to do is link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you can get cash back. It is that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip or you could use your cash back to buy a flight you're eyeing and that could be a game you're dying to go to or a fancy dinner that you've been craving. And check this out. A typical basket of groceries was $50 more expensive at the end of 22 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. And you can earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use it. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. A lot of these other apps, they give you points that don't really amount to jack. But with Ibotta, you get real cash back and you can use that cash and put it in your bank account or your PayPal or even on gift cards. You earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta with using the code LOCKED when you register, L-O-C-K-E-D. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use the code LOCKED. All right, last segment. Just want to wrap this up with the last couple lottery picks. At number 13, I have the Toronto Raptors selecting Keontae George. Now, Toronto is deep in the draft trade rumors. As I mentioned earlier, there's talk about Siakam to Portland, and Toronto is, like I said, they're weighing their options on Scoot Henderson, and I've heard they really like him. But I've also heard that they are looking for guard help and also shooting. I actually had one scout tell me that he felt like the guy that makes the most sense for Toronto is Grady Dick because Toronto really needs shooting. And they're going to lose probably two of their three best shooters this summer in free agency as Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent are expected to move on. But there's a guard that I've heard that Toronto is interested in, and it is Keontae George. And Keontae had, right before his injury, he was playing his best basketball. He sprained his ankle, came back, was never the same player. But he had two games against Kansas and Kansas State right before the injury where he combined for 43 points on 11 for 20 from three. 
and Keontae has a high upside, and I think that he's going to look a lot better with the weight that he's lost. He played a little heavy this season. He's healthier, so I think he's going to look good in summer league, and I think he could give the Raptors a much-needed scoring punch in the backcourt, considering that Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. could be gone. And also, Keontae. Shot 47% on unguarded shots off the catch. So he is deadly when left open. All right, wrapping up the lottery, it is the New Orleans Pelicans. And New Orleans is another team that we've heard all the rumors about what they're going to do. I mean, it's almost like two of their three best players have been mentioned in trade talks over the last week with Charlotte being hot on Scoot Henderson. I had a scout tell me that David Griffin, the Hornets, Key decision maker has a man crush on Scoot, and that is what he is. That, I mean, that's the target, and they're willing to give up Zion if possible. Again, Zion has only played 114 games in four seasons, so I think it's very risky to make that type of trade. But when he's healthy, the Pelicans are really, really good, and the Pelicans. I mean, they have a lot of depth. I don't know if there's a clear-cut path to, like, immediate playing time for a lottery pick, but I do think that if they are looking for some help, it would be at the guard spot, even though they have Kyra Lewis coming back and, I mean, they have Jose Alvarado. But I think that Kaysen Wallace could be a fit there just because he's a, a really good defender, and he's often compared to former Pelican Drew Holiday. And similar to Holiday, he can play both guard spots, doesn't need a high usage to be effective. And more importantly, this is the key part, Kentucky guards have a strong tendency to outperform their draft position. I remember just, what, three years ago we were talking about Tyrese Maxey and people kind of picked him apart and said he, he doesn't do this, he's not a, you know, a natural point, his shot is too low, and he falls down in the draft and he's one of the at the minimum, six best players in that class. He would go high in a redraft. And so I don't want teams to make the same mistake on Case and Wallace. Well, that wraps up this version of my latest mock lottery. Check out NBABigBoard.com. I have my full first round mock up. I also have some intel, and I'll be updating that throughout the next few days. Like I said, I am live when I'm recording this. It's not live when you listen to it, but I am in New York City Right now, I will be at the draft. I'll be at the Barclays Center. Me and a couple of my locked-on homies will be there also providing you with the draft coverage that only locked-on can provide. Once again, this is Rafael Barlow. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. And every day or on tomorrow's episode, we are going to, again, discuss the 2023 NBA Draft. I am out.